This is a hose head. Production! Jeffrey Dahmer soaked in blood. Unabomber blowing up. Waco, Texas, and Heaven's Gate. Alien modified men from apes. Hitler faked his death and then escaped. Mothman, son of Sam, talking to dogs again. Witches, ghosts, and goblins, mysterious noise, and hot things. Dark arts and the skull and bones. Most celebrities are probably cloned. So when you're feeling all alone, grab a beer and get stoned. I welcome you to the podcast, Strange Brew. We're here to entertain you. We're here to entertain you. It's about to get strange. Welcome, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, this is not Strange Wands, not today. Uh, Juan has had another child. He's dealing with a uh, a baby coming out of the womb, a little a little wee Bobby, and uh, so he's uh, he will, will Strange Wands will essentially be put on pause for maybe a little over a month, just so he can settle in his life with. He already has a kid. I I think his kid is like. Um, four four or five his first kid so now he's just had another kid and so i want him to be able to settle in and enjoy his time with a significant other and everything and you know obviously having a, a baby especially a newborn is a lot of responsibility and a lot of late nights just constant crying uh so we wanted to cover the hauntings of ontario uh, specifically because we just did the hauntings of Florida and uh, we're doing a lot of new work uh, and starting to talk uh, to different podcasters and this is something I was really excited about doing we have Aaron from first class horror what's up homie what's going on thanks for having me I'm actually like super excited about doing this I, I I've always been a fan of um paranormal true crime all that kind of, actually in the last couple of years probably since this whole pandemic thing i've kind of went on a complete like just like true crime yeah and i think from talking to you guys recently i've started to kind of come back to some of the other weird shit that i used to love you know like the paranormal things all yeah. these cryptids and 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 researching some of this stuff has actually been like i think it's like rekindled my love for that even more it's so good. Like I've always been into that stuff. Like I have my Ouija board over there from when me and Billy did the black eyed children episode. And it's just something like we always try to revisit everything. Recently we've been getting into a lot of true crime. And I've like even said to Anton, we get, we got to pull it back, get it back into some aliens. Cause we try to have it versatile for fans to have a little bit of everything strange. We don't want to stick to anything specifically. Right. So I thought hauntings are always so fun. And like, you don't really know if it's completely true or if it's half true or who really knows. And, and having my own experiences, as we talked when we were on your show, I've had a lot of weird experiences, Ouija boards, ghosts, shadow people. So to talk about the stuff, it's like, well, I've seen weird shit. I would like to believe that there is some weird stuff out there. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like uh, I I just don't I don't believe that it's complete coincidence that there's so many stories and so many different. I mean, like no matter where you go in the world, I can yeah. guarantee if you find some like weird like back ass town in the middle of like uh, the Middle East, there's surely some sort of a paranormal, a haunting, a creature or something. I just don't think there's there's that many stories with no basis. No, that's what I'm always the person right after this before is that like 
Um, because I've had my own experiences that I tend to believe people that obviously don't sound like a crazy, um, you know, backwoods for- farmer getting abducted by aliens. I always joke about that, like a guy named Jed, right? So I'm Jed, I'm from the farm, and I got abducted <laughs> by aliens. And it's just like, those guys, I feel like it aliens abduct people <laughs> to be, uh, that are probably not going to be believed. So it does make sense, but like I've had my own experiences. So it just make like, I just, I tend to believe people if they sound pretty genuine that, okay, like maybe they did see some weird stuff or like, you know, something was happening and, and, uh, there's a lot of weird, strange cases out there. And I, I bet you Ireland is rife with that shit. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things. I think I, at one point I'd become so obsessed with how many cases there are here that oh, I, I forgot imagine. that everywhere else has this a similar thing and you know from researching some of the things that you had uh you had sent me and then i started to come across other cases there's so many like, man it's fucking crazy like, jesus christ i actually had no idea that it was that rich with like all there's these different so stories. many haunted places in ontario even i i had to cut them down because like this is really interesting but i was like no nah, i gotta get this i like there's so many uh, which mm-hmm. we might recover down the road is more hauntings. Uh, eventually probably have you on for a haunting episode of Ireland. Cause I'm sure it could. And the thing is right. People that are listening, if, if we really uh, <laughs> dived into um, the many hauntings of Ontario, we could be here for fucking six hours. It, there's a lot. And same with Ireland. I would think Ireland would have even more. You know what I mean? Like, cause, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would say that, your but, history is older. You're, you've been around yeah, longer. I, yeah, I feel like that. the 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 only thing is, at least with over here, because it is so much older, yeah. and and the history uh, with a lot of the stories, it's such a long time ago that uh, I think now when people talk about it, it just seems like some like weird ass, like you know, <laughs> oh, it's like some old folk tale, so no one really cares. Whereas. Maybe, maybe it's just because you guys, you know, actually talk about this stuff. And I, I find that there's a lot more, you can find out a lot more about some of the stuff that's, you know, even Do you think there's the a whole, stigmatism there? Like people don't like talking about the history and the folklore? And, and you know, I, I had this conversation with somebody yesterday and, and they brought up a point that I never thought of um, with the fact that, you know, uh, how religious Ireland had been you know, up until maybe the last 20, 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. And, and part of me wonders like a lot of that stuff was like, I think just pushed aside and like, no, we don't talk about that. You go to, you go to church every Sunday. Yeah. You do this, you do that. And you don't involve yourself with the devil because a lot of those, um, ghostly and paranormal experiences, people do believe that it's, uh, obviously religious people, they contribute to the devil being involved and stuff like that too. Mm -hmm. And it is like I'm up. I'm having coffee uh, because uh, it is 11:20 uh, a.m. my time and 4:20 your time. Uh, smoke up, <laughs> everybody! Uh, yeah, and it's Friday the 13th. I was going to ask you too. Uh, Billy had a question. Billy is convinced Ireland like doesn't have black people, and I was like, I'm pretty sure it does. I was like, everywhere is black people. I was like, they got left everywhere after the slave trade. But uh, <laughs> we we probably have more. Uh, other cultures and people from other countries than we do Irish people at this point. Really? Yeah, I knew yeah. Billy was fucking We're wrong. A minority. Yeah, well, obviously immigrants coming in and refugees amongst other things that, uh, um, you know, 
was, I was like, I'm not going to get too deep into that shit, but it does cause problems. And, you know, in my, in my own opinion, I think we should fix these countries, uh, and the way that they run things and the dictatorships and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, even the Ukraine, it's like, Oh, let's just bring them over here. How about we fix the country that is rife with child trafficking and money laundering and biotech weapons lab. Let's fix these countries. So everyone can live in peace instead of crowding certain places, funneling mm-hmm. money to refugees. Well, like even Canadian citizens can't really make enough. The gas has gone through the roof. Groceries, everything's expensive. They're supposed to be getting a food shortage, and that's a conspiracy for everybody. Conspiracy quotations are truth, but that'll be another episode. <laughs> and and you know, on the topic of Ukraine, uh, currently we have this huge issue here where uh, you know we opened up the borders to. Ukrainian refugees, uh, women and children mainly. Yeah. And a couple of notorious reporters who, uh, I guess, do, they don't do your your average reporting. You know, they show up to places in the middle of the night and they do all this shit. Uh, one guy actually showed up to one of these buildings where they were like processing all these people. Yeah. And he found out that majority of them showed up with no papers and no sort of anything and there was like shitloads of men and dudes and teenagers and boys and he tried to question the people that were like bringing them in yeah about like what's the fucking story with this and they were just like yeah we don't talk about it don't just has nothing to do with it it's fine it's cool while there's i think eleven thousand people now that doesn't sound like a huge number but when you live on a small island like we do and like the population is not that big we have eleven thousand, i think Irish families that are currently homeless yeah, and can't be housed at all. But all these refugees all get houses and get everything. It doesn't make sense. I have a buddy just to get in this very quickly. I have a buddy. He's Romanian and uh, he brought his, uh, you know, he went back to Romania, met a woman, brought her over. She's Italian. um, And I think Romanian too. And he's fucking furious. He's so mad about this shit because he like, you know, Romania is very close to Ukraine. Um, and he was like, he pays thousands of dollars in lawyer fees and all the things he has to do in the due processing to make sure everything's legitimate so she can be brought over here so she can work and have health care. And the thing is, but yet they're bringing in all these refugees and it happened during Syria too, like pretty much for free, giving them houses. This happens all the time, even with people from the Middle East and stuff like that, they bring over and because they'll vote for Trudeau, they'll give them fucking down payments for cars, for houses. And then it's like, like Canadian citizens, I love their entire life series get fucking shafted it is fucked i think the world is fucked up let's have some fun with some hauntings of ontario because <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to go off on a tangent i know me too me too but i think we should do that like just shout it out honestly we're gonna have aaron on for like patreon episodes especially i want to get more into doing stranger danger episodes which are rant episodes i've talked about this with billy and anton and it will be fun to have some different guests on for that where it's free mm-hmm. reign and then we're able to get to know each other more and more uh, I have my weed pen in case I need it. I don't know if I do. It's going to be, it's pretty early. Um, <laughs> but um, I still like to smoke up. I was debating on drinking, but I was like, oh, it's too early. <laughs> it's like, it's yeah, five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so Ontario is full of terrifying ghost stories, real life hauntings and strange events that could make the conjuring film seem like child's play quotations nice i like that (laughs) let us make you feel those goosebumps rise up your spine explore these haunted prisons scary tunnels with screaming ghosts and strange historical buildings as we explore the hauntings of ontario (laughs) 
<laughs> it's going to be fun. There's a lot of weird shit. And um, I'm excited to get into this. And I'm excited to cement uh, our relationship with us as uh, podcasters going forward. Because for all the fans, there'll be a lot of stuff that we can eventually dive into on the show, too. And, you know, maybe you can, uh, we'll get Billy on if he can get a fucking better schedule going. And then he can ask you how many black people you guys have in Ireland. You have to, I think it's on the, I don't know if it's on or if it was beforehand, but it, I think it's on the Black Eyed Children episode. I'm pretty sure. Or it's just like at the beginning when we were just talking. I can't remember. Uh, I, I was going to say something, but it would be seen as like way too controversial. We don't give a fuck out Strange Brewer. Literally, we're, our whole thing is if you're offended, you should probably turn it off. The, the first time you said that about how many black people do you have there or you have no black people, I was going to say too many. <laughs> It's, it's, it's okay to say that shit sometimes you know you gotta explore the truth you know i i've, I've always said i was saying to someone at work i was like white people won't exist in 50 years it just will this be phased out <laughs> it's like you know everyone will just have uh multicultural babies and stuff like that and you know my buddies my buddies uh you know what i i have family that's jamaican so i can say this shit i don't give a fuck i have a buddy uh that's a white dude my buddy jordan and uh, he's he's marrying a Jamaican woman. I'm like, you're splitting up the tribe, bro. I was like, you got to keep with your clan. And I was like, just joking about it. And I was, he was like, that sounds racist. And I was like, I'm fucking kidding, man. It is a joke. And he knew I was kidding around, but it's just, it's just, you know, it's all fun. Uh, you know, there is literally like uh, my cousins from Toronto. A lot of obviously multiculturalism there. And uh, you know, if he, he, you know, he when he's like trying to like he dated an Asian girl, and um, I think she was like. She was Japanese, I think. And like the, they, she had to tell her family they were just friends because they don't like them dating outside mm. of their culture. It happens all the fucking time where white people do it. We're fucking bad. Listen to Tom McDonald. Uh, he explains it very well. <laughs> You're right. They're not like even like I've got a kid um, and the, the chick I had him with, like she's from the Czech Republic. And so many people I know are from like... The, it's like not even a thing anymore. It's like the fucking hills have eyes. Yeah, <laughs> it's so true. So let's talk about the old Ottawa jail. Uh, the Nicholas St. Jail, also known as the Carl, Carl, uh, Carlton Jail, was opened in uh, 75 Nicholas Street, right beside the courthouse in 1862. The jail inflicted inhumane conditions on prisoners, including forcing 150 prisoners into a small 60 small cells. <laughs> That's yeah. So if you split that number, it's about two prisoners or two or three prisoners into a cell. But you know, you sometimes you would have maybe the more dangerous two guys hanging out, but then it's like the ones that are not as dangerous. Maybe there's like five of them in a cell, which would be pretty bad living conditions. Uh, Yeah. And I like, I don't, I'm assuming it probably happened at times as well. The idea of maybe going in there for, you know, like, I don't know, like pissing on the sidewalk or something. And then you end up in there with like some like lunatic child rape and yeah. murder. Albert Fish lookalike. <laughs> yeah. Like that. The, the idea that man always scares the shit out of me. I'm like, you know, what I ever do if I got like arrested for some stupid shit and somehow got caught up in some bullshit? Oh, yeah. It, it could happen, right? So the prisoners included men, women, and children and could range from murderers to the mentally ill to those arrested for drunken and disorderly conduct. So literally exactly what you said, where you could just be housed with pedophiles and children supposedly went inside this jail. It's so fucking horrible at the time, right? Like and everyone like, Oh, Canada is fucking a great country. It's not that great. Uh, we abuse natives with residential schools and we've done some really horrible things in our history. And uh, speaking about jail, my buddy at work was saying that like, it's like, I, this, I, he's like talking about how raped at like, 
now in prison, and I was like, rape definitely still happens. But he was saying now the thing they do is they like, I don't know why, but he was saying that he was uh, looking at that they're talking about this on this video or watching, and they spit in guys' assholes now. So then there's men's DNA in the asshole. So then when they get tested, um, it still looks like he got raped. Um, so when he has to call his family and to say like, well, they found DNA in me. And I was like, how does that work? I was like, they're still horny. They'll still rape each other. And he's like, no, I was watching this thing. And they're like, like they bend you over, but like, I'm going to spit in your asshole. And I'm like, it's just, I was like, this is where this is going. They're so, so bored. <laughs> that don't even make sense. Cause it's like, I know, okay, so, I said. So, so to like not rape them, I'm still going to bend you over, spread your ass cheeks, and, and spit, spit into your asshole. Yeah, and I was like, how does that make sense? I was like, he's like, yeah, they probably still rape. He's like, it's a new thing they're doing. So then it, it still looks like you have man's DNA in you. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense. And he's like, I don't know. This video I was watching. He's like, supposedly it's happening in the fucking jails in Arkansas. And I was like, of course it's Arkansas. <laughs> and, and look, I know it's fine for me to be sitting here, uh, you know, uh, and I, I only have first world problems. But yeah. I can't help but think that, you know, if I ever ended up in a situation where I ended up in fucking jail, motherfuckers are going to have to chop me up into pieces before I will give in to being bent over and have someone spit in my asshole. I'll fucking eat shards of glass and then I'll shit it out. Yeah, like there there is no way. And I always, but I, I can't remember what the show was and I think it was on Netflix or somewhere. And this dude from the UK uh, was traveling around to all these like yes. horrible prisons. Well, worst prisons or something like that. I remember that yeah. show, yeah. And um, there's one, I can't remember where it is. I want to say it's somewhere in Africa maybe. And like they put him in this place and it's just like, it's fucking scary, man. And like the dudes are all like testing him about like basically about fucking him. Oh, really? Like, I didn't see that. Like, kind of, you know, kind of doing this whole thing of like, <laughs> well, when you come in here, like w- w- you have to be somebody's girlfriend. <laughs> like, hold my stuff. pocket. Like, yeah, I think to just like <laughs> see what his reaction was going to be. And I, I just often think, you know, like if you were ever on a vacation somewhere and somehow were to get caught up in something and end up in one of those like really weird, like backwards shithole places. Yes. Well, that's why I like uh, show the shadow people episode. Um, everyone go back and listen to that if you haven't. That's a great episode. But I talk about my experience in Cuba and how I, you know, I, I saw shadow people afterwards. But my buddy Mike, I thought he was going to go into Cuban jail because as I was leaving, he was wasted screaming, fuck Castro, fuck Cuba. And I was like, great. This is, he's going to end up raped in a fucking Cuban jail cell. Mm. <laughs> so there are rumors of unmarked graves in the property. Um, although only three official hangings uh, supposedly took place on the grounds. Rumors about uh, also of um, several unofficial hangings. So that obviously it's, uh, it's just not, I don't know why, why would it be unofficial? It is the, like, it is, it, you know, the late 1800s. It's like, why do you care at the same time? Like they're doing really horrible things to uh, indigenous people and stuff. It's like, why would you, what's the difference between official and unofficial? I know the guards, like, I don't really feel like filling out the fucking paperwork today. Yeah, no, this is not official. <laughs> After the jail closed in 1972, a bridge was built alongside the jail and several bodies were found in unmarked graves. Pretty crazy because who knows things happen, right? People get obviously fucking murdered. Like prisoners are murdering each other. But then you have the idea that some of the prison guards would be doing some horrendous shit. That is obviously happens all the time too. Um, they help out prisoners and also they probably fuck with prisoners and there's probably some for a Patreon episode. Maybe we'll talk about the extremely weird things that happen in jail. Cause I can imagine when I start researching that stuff. There's probably some fucking strange things that really happen inside jail. And, 
funny when you mentioned that that was something that popped into my mind when I was looking at this uh, and I done a little bit of research and then I came across some other jails and some other weird shit that has gone on. And I was like, huh, I was like, there's probably actually a lot of really good stories here. Yeah. Like, and the thing is like, I always find it interesting. Just like, you know, the cesspools of life, you know, that's why I love true crime. stuff like that with, you know, personally, I went to jail, right, when I was a kid, right? Like, I was in a youth jail just doing stupid shit. Like, it was, like, dumb stuff. Like, I got arrested for stealing a bike, and then mm-hmm. it just went from there. Uh, I uttered a death threat. A kid I thought I knew, he, like, knew my brother, and I was like, oh, if you tell anyone, I'll fucking kill you. And I was joking. I'm 13. I was or 13, I was 14 at the time. I was like, I'm not going to kill you. Like, I'm fucking, I'm just yeah. stealing this bike. And the thing is, I never had attention to actually, like, take it and, and you know, use it. I literally, we were at the other end of town, so I rode it to back to the high school because we went to, we just started grade nine, and we went to the elementary school to see some of my homies that were, like, a year younger. And then I just rode the bike back to the high school. I didn't want to fucking walk all the way back, and I left at the high school. And then the kid's like, this kid uttered a death threat, and he fucking stole a bike. And I was also drunk, so it probably didn't help. Uh, I've had an interesting life. <laughs> and then it just made it worse. My mom would call me uh cops on me for joints stuff like that and i've seen weird shit in prison like uh mm-hmm. jail like in holding cells i got arrested in oshawa uh for breaking my curfew and shit like that and oshawa is like a big city near toronto and there was like gangs in there and like this dude like nibble he's like yo nibble it's the cop the po god it's the cops guys he's like freaking out a guy next to me is 17 i was like 50 at the time he's crying about wanting to go see his baby and i'm like bro you have a baby and you're 17 and then at three o'clock in the morning i'm just guessing is that time because you can't really tell what time it is a chick started giving birth in the yoga suit there's blood everywhere and she's like p.o we need a cop but i'm like man i psychologically this is not good for my brain at 15 <laughs> do you know what and i heard uh several times and obviously i don't know how true it is or if that's just something people say <laughs> about um if you had to be in either of those places sometimes it's actually better to be in prison than it is to be in jail because jail can be just like this weird like halfway house where everyone's absolutely yes. fucking psychotic yeah, it's can be like youth jail. I went to like one place for a week and then I went back for like another week. It was just like youth, where I was in a house where there's like staff members um, and mm-hmm. everything like that. And there was just weird f- kids. Weird, and some of them were really funny. I got in a fight with this big native kid and it actually gave me respect. Like, oh, I heard you battled Alex. That was pretty cool. It's just like, man, I just, he pinched my nipple and I got upset about it. <laughs> like we fought because I just got there and he's joking around, grabbed my nipple. And I was like, and then it got up, we started swinging. And then it's just like the staff members are just like normal people just working there for a fucking job so they're like jesus christ you gotta deal with all these ingrates and stuff like it is and it's a thing that like i learned my lesson as a teenager and i mm-hmm. you know i'm glad i never went to jail when i was in my 20s because that's when you get stabbed and raped you know like especially around jails around here and w- without uh without holding up um the rest of the show but do you yeah. think that uh really quickly on the topic of that do yeah. you think sometimes that the the framework that's built there is actually part of the problem like you said you know you had a couple of these things everyone does stupid shit i i know i have quite a few stories about dumb shit where i was like very close to being <laughs> like completely probably fucked for the rest of my life yeah and you know some people learn and kind of move on from that but then there seems to be a lot of people that get caught in the net yeah it's a it's a cog hear it's about weird, their, yeah. Yeah, like you hear about their life story then and not to not to make excuses for them, but there's times like where I look at somebody's situation and go, huh, he he had like no chance. Well, and I just think the system's kind of built for that stuff too, is like just to mention this quickly, it's talk about jails in general too. Like it's like I think it's just built for that way. Look at the way we treat indigenous people, and there's a lot of 
uh, dudes that were indigenous when I went to like jail and stuff like that. Um, a lot of like, there's all sorts of different people, but it is, it, I just feel like the system is built for fail failure. Like there, you know, I, I, so like, um, I returned the bike, you know what I mean? Uh, they, st- uh, stricken the death threat from my record when I first got arrested and the the kid I was with, he stole the bike, brought it to his house, stripped it, um, bro- like took it all apart, was going to sell it for parts or like make a new bike. I left my bike at the high school. I wasn't taking it. I technically didn't even really steal because you could just get it back. I wasn't like, so when I went to court, I was a punk emo kid. I just dressed normally and they gave me a year probation. And, mm. but with him, he dressed all nice and he got no time, like nothing. So it just, it's, and he was a worse kid from a worse uh, environment and family and stuff like that that I was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, this is, it's just, I think the system's fucked. And I think they yeah. just put people through this wheel and there's no real justice in certain cases. It's funny how, like, I always bring up, like, you know, if I did half the shit that Trudeau did, I would be in jail probably for the rest of my life. But these people in power get away with it. And if you're a low man on the totem pole, it's like, whatever, like, fuck you. You'll send less for your type of life in jail. Uh, it is, there's strange things. Um, Obviously, like, so there might even be, like, still unmarked graves underneath the parking lot, which is so crazy. Like, it's, and then that's rife for um, hauntings, and we'll get into, like, different style of hauntings, obviously, like that. Um, because you have, like, I always talk about residual hauntings, which are just imprints in time uh, where something so traumatic happens that it's imprinted in time where it's almost like an overlay of reality, but there's not actually, it's not a spirit walking around consciously there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I, I always find as well um, with these things, and we'll see it again later in another one of the cases we're going to talk about. But yeah. uh, establishments like this, and I don't know what, whether it feeds into what you said about like just the entire framework being fucked. But like a lot of these places end up having this these like weird paranormal things surrounding yeah. them, and I think the trauma that, too. Yeah, like and even even if it's. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like it's, it hasn't been proven either way but even let's say if it's not paranormal um, I don't think you can have a place where some of that like absolutely insane shit goes on that's not going to be eerie and fucking weird and creepy and like yeah. have stories like I mean like you said I'm sure if we really were to, to research it I can imagine there are some really really unbelievably bizarre and scary things that go on in jails and hospitals yes. and places and I, I think that that's some of the basis for it, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting to see that, to like all these different facilities and no matter where they are in the world, they all kind of have a similar, yes. a similar story. Yeah. And it's, I think, you know, people <coughs> maybe 40 years from now, will look back uh, 40 years from now, we'll look back at where we are now and be like, well, there's this strange case that happened of this guy. And it's just like, and it's just permanent. Uh, like it's just in history, right? It's like permanent. Um, so after the jail was closed in 1972, it was converted into a youth hostel, which is fucked, which remains to this day. The top floor was the former death row and has been restored to its original condition and is available for tours. I would actually love to go here. Eventually. Uh, I just hate Ottawa. In fact, the jail has been partially converted and guests of the hostel can spend a night in the jail. I would hundred percent do it. Uh, the jail's gallows are still intact and can be viewed, which is also awesome. Awesome. I think that's fucking dope. So I would stay. Juan is always like, Juan's like, fuck that. Like, cause we're talking about hauntings in Florida. And he's like, he's like, it, we, we could go see some of these places. And I was like, bring out the Ouija board. He's like, no, no, no. And I'm like, I'm the type of person. 
I don't give a fuck, right? Like that I messed around with the Ouija board in the paranormal for so long. I probably had ghosts attached to me. Like the Ouija board told me at one point that I had like nine ghosts attached to me, some good, some bad. And if you do like research and like David, I talked about, they can attach themselves to like your chakra points and mm-hmm. they like feed off of you and stuff like that, your emotions and, and everything. And, um, I think you could be able to shake them off at some point or get cleansed. Uh, who knows? I probably have tons of ghosts attached to me, but it's just, I just am fueled by that whole thing of, I like being scared but almost in my own control. That's not like I'm jumping off a building from with a bungee jump, which it could snap. It's just like, I don't think a ghost is going to kill me. Uh, this is not like a fucking 1987 fucking horror movie where the ghost is like mm-hmm. attacking me and like causing all sorts of traumatic events and like crashing my car. Like, I just think they could probably fuck with your life to an extent, but I would, yeah. I would stay in the jail hundred percent. So would I hundred <laughs> percent? I, 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 uh, <laughs> You know the way it says like you can see you can see the gallows still and you can view oh, that yeah, stuff and so you can creepy. take the doors right and like I I I am like you I think that's like I'm like yeah sign me up sign me up and it, it kind of not not the same thing but um uh, maybe two three years ago I uh, I th- and I say I don't know why like I do know why because to me it looked badass but um I was somewhere and I seen uh, a t-shirt that had a uh, this really cool graphic on the front of it, and then a picture of Richard Ramirez in handcuffs in court. That's with cool. that creepy ass smile. Yeah, yeah, right. So that's exactly what I thought. Right, I just thought kind of harmless. Like, oh, that 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 just like looks. It's a badass. Like, it's a historic image, if you ask me. Yeah, that that shot, that black and white shot of him in the courthouse with that like creepy that, ass yeah, smile. Just doesn't give a fuck. And rem- um, Billy loved him because he had no remorse. Yeah, and like I, I'm. While I don't condone anything he done because he was fucking psycho, I yeah. I I'm fascinated by him as like a because he seems like he doesn't even seem like a real person at times. It's like he's I know, and it's I have like I have an Ed Gein shirt, I have a Richard Ramirez shirt, and my girlfriend's like, uh, and I guess now she's my fiance. She's like, why? Like, why do you need to wear that? Like, uh, it's just like she's like, you're just re- you what? You're like representing these fucking evil people, and I'm like, no, I find it interesting. It just shows I'm into true crime. I was like, just because I'm wearing a fucking psychopathic murderer on my t-shirt doesn't mean that I am. Wink, wink. And um, I, like, yeah. I, the point I was going to make was I got so much shit. It's from so people stupid. Aware and I was like, it's just a t-shirt, and like I actually have people like like super aggressive about it, and I was even getting DMs on social media and stuff being like you fucking piece of shit and all i hope what? this and I hope oh, yeah like like crazy shit like oh, like your kids die and all i'm like whoa i would love I for someone care. to come at me with that shit like i'm the type of person that didn't wear a mask during the fucking whole thing i got called a scumbag and shit and then when i tell my girlfriend to fucking be like can you go outside and i was like no i'm gonna confront that guy she's like no go to the car and i'm like all right like i guess i gotta go <laughs> I literally, I think I walked in the wrong way where the arrows were going. The guy's like scumbag while he's getting fucking literally like 10 boxes of KD. And I was like, I'm the scumbag. Look at what the fuck you're eating every day, man. Mm. Fat piece of shit. <laughs> uh, so prior to the renovations, the Ottawa city jail was hell for prisoners. Many died there and decided maybe to stick around for their ghoulish afterlife. Supposedly there's echoing sounds of screams that come through the hallways. There's also many reports of apparitions, including a figure holding a Bible at the foot of beds and another who strolls the hall whispering in the ears of guests, which is a many, like I, you know, if you've heard of ghost adventures, which is like, I'm Zach Baggins, I'm a fucking retard. Uh, but like, it's just all these shows, right? There's a lot of, um, phenomenon, right? Where it's a little whisper in the ear. Like it's just, it's slight mm-hmm. little things where 
I have watched Ghost Adventures where I do think like they, they've said that production assistants will throw things and, and make the show more dramatic. But they have caught some really cool shit like demon like growling on camera. Um, the mm-hmm. ghost. I have a ghost box. I haven't used it in time, but I would love to uh, revisit that. We have talks about doing some stuff for the Patreon, like going out to haunted locations, especially when the border stuff ends. Me and Anton have talks to do stuff like that. Me and Billy want to go out to some um, haunted walks eventually and record it and film it. It'd be a lot of fun because I love that shit. And I want to get back into that. Um, want to get back into that, me getting more into the paranormal and I talk about it all the time, but I want to start doing stuff going to, we, when we were kids, we used to break into factories and play Ouija board mm-hmm. all the time and do stuff like that where it's like, I'm too old to be breaking into fucking ball bearing factories or somebody died yet. But you know, <laughs> I mean, it makes for good content. I know. It's like, like the first time we broke this, this quickly broke this ball bearing factory and we found, uh, we broke this numerous times. The first time we did, we're like, we found this old ass fire extinguisher. We're like, Oh, awesome. And then it's just like, we lit it off. I didn't know what it was going to do. And it covered the entire area. And there was like residential houses right next to it. And it just went everywhere. Here's a guy like fucking probably it sounded like really far away. He's like, what the fuck? And he's like, cause it just went everywhere. It's white cloud. And so we, to book it out of there and luckily my one friend uh, saved me because I had a big baggy pants on and I went upside down on a fence trying to hop it and I got caught and everyone else left me but my one friend and it's like you fucking dick that's a lifelong friend <laughs> yeah I know so let's talk about the skeleton park the grizzly nickname stems from a rather dark and macabre history the park that today hosts a playground, um, a wading pool, and a basketball courts once was a massive cemetery with over 10,000 graves. That's a, that is a, a lot of graves. It's a lot of dead bodies. Are you a, are you a grave or a cremation guy? What are you going to do with um, that? <laughs> uh, I, I probably would have always said grave just because yeah. it seemed like the done thing, but... I think that just fucking burned me. Yeah. Whatever. Again, at that point, I always joke about like, you know, if I was better in better shape, throw me out of a plane in a Superman costume. You know, people are like, oh shit, there's Superman. And then he dies. <laughs> or uh, <laughs> I love the idea of having a Viking death. Put me on a fucking boat, launch me off and fire arrows at me <laughs> until I fucking light on fire. <laughs> When you think about it, like the idea of cremation is not too far from some of that stuff. When you think I about know, it, like, it's just like the same shit. Like, let me just do what I want. Like, I've joked about being mummified. Like, I was like, wrap me, like, like take out all the shit from my brain and do all the things you need to wrap me up and just like kick me in a hole and see if somebody find me eventually. <laughs> so this this was established in uh, 1814. It was one of the city's first and largest graveyards, which is pretty crazy. And in 1864, the cemetery was closed and left kind of um, more uh, derelict. It was like like it's just kind of was fucked. Like there's like worse. Fuck it. Like this thing is getting worn out. Obviously, people probably went there, and kicked over graves, and did horrible things. Right uh, to desecrate the graves. So over the next thirty years, reports of skeleton remains surfacing the park, and complaints of horrifying stench forced the city to eventually clean up the mess. So I don't know how. Maybe the ground eroded or something like that. And so the skeleton started I almost like, I think maybe they didn't even bury him deep enough where they started going towards the surface, uh, which is pretty fucked up. And, and like the fact that, you know, they decided, okay, right. It's gotten to the point now where like this fucking 
waste, this human <laughs> waste is coming up from the ground. Oh, it smells let's so clean bad. this all up and let's turn this into a playground with basketball courses. See, yeah, I don't understand their logic on that because um, the graves, uh, the graves desecration and robbery were also rampant at this point in history as medical students attending the Queen's University were provided to provide their own cadavers for exams. Uh, for exams. So that's fucking crazy. I've always heard of this, right? Uh, I've talked about this many times on the podcast where we're like back in the day, um, like, you, you know, college students at the time, uh, like uh, mm-hmm. when you're first going to college, and especially you're young back then, you might be 17 going to college, 18, because uh, you might have just went right out of high school and you might have graduated high school when you were 15, 16 back then. So, and then you go to college and you want to be a medical professional, uh, whatever, and then you go and then they, you need to do work on cadavers and bodies for experiments to just, you know, to do the things that they were attempting to learn how to do back then. And then you're like, you have to go find your own fucking dead body. So there was constantly grave robbers, especially medical students that would go dig up graves. And then the fact they're like, you have to get your own cadaver. We can't supply it. So figure it out. That's also so fucked. Like, (laughs) if you actually think that, like, if you think about that for a second, like, I'm thinking, okay, for a start, it shouldn't even be like that, that you have to provide your own cadaver. But, okay, let's say you do. Like, I I would be taking a second look at anybody who actually shows up with a fucking body. I'd be like, yeah, where did you get this? It's just like, like you, it just seems a strange you're an thing. Edmund to Kemper and you really hate your mother and you're like, it just looks like your mom. It's like, no, no, Dorothy looks different. <laughs> so headstones were bulldozed uh, and other bodies transferred to another cemetery, which is always crazy to me for the families who could afford it. So for the families that couldn't afford it, or maybe they're just dead and they like their families, you know, are all dead or they're like moved or who knows. And they have no time to even worry about this. Half of them probably didn't even get the phone call. So otherwise thousands of corpses were left now to be transferred, um, uh, now transferred grounds. So human remains still discovered occasionally to this day. And what remains of the gravestones can be found in the grass if you look close enough, which is actually fairly creepy. I like that. Uh, there are several reports and witnesses, uh, accounts of supernatural incidences, including terrifying dreams, strange visions, ghostly mists, and even physical apparitions, apparitions. Um, and I've never seen anything like that. Um, other than the shadow people go back to that episode. That's like my big, uh, paranormal go-to because I saw something that scared the living shit out of me. Scarier than jail, in my opinion. And I felt like it was going <laughs> to suck my soul out of my body. Uh, so I've had a very scary experience with that I play a lot of Ouija board, but like my mom, uh, she had a friend named Terry. Uh, he hung himself in his garage and she was really worried about him. I think a week after he died a week or two, she turned to turn off her light and he was standing there. Like, and she's like, it looked like him, like extremely real. And, and then she's like, he he was saying, it's okay. I'm fine where I am. I'm in a better place. And then it's crazy. The same Ouija board that my grandma gave me originally, the first Ouija board I got, cause I have three of them. Um, she said, my mom said when they were playing, they were playing it when they, they used a shot glass, they, you know, were using the Ouija board. Um, mm-hmm. I have a planchette and stuff now. And, uh, they, they were calling Terry and asking like, why did he kill himself? And then when they mentioned his parents uh the shot glass flew across the room and fucking broke up like just shattered because he it was his dad was very like his parents were really i think forceful and you know um strict and shit like that 
while that scares the shit out of me at the same time I can't help but be like super fascinated and intrigued and like want to be in those situations to a degree Um, I want to see it like uh, suppose me uh, Chelsea my uh, my fiance her sister scary as fuck even if it is a family member so she turned and saw her grandpa looking over, like uh, like had his hands on the bed, looking at her like with his just like like he was almost like on his knees or on like on the side of the bed, and he was just like had his face on the side of the bed, peering over at her. And I'm like, I would shit. My if it was my grandfather, I would shit myself. Like if I if I looked up at the edge of my bed now and saw one of my grandparents who were alive do that. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine them like, oh, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> also as well, like they're saying here about human remains are still discovered occasionally. Can you imagine bringing your kid to that playground? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, yeah, go and play a little femur. Billy or whatever. And then they come back with fucking bones. You're going out with your dog and it's like, where the fuck did you get that? Like, dog bring back some femur. Who? I, I would love to know who signed off on going like, you know, what's a really good idea to put here where there was like 10,000 graves. Let's yeah. put a kid's playground. There's also like uh, the breed of like dreams and grandparents. Uh, you, you ever seen the movie dead silence? I just want to say this quickly. I haven't said this on the podcast yet. Dead silence, right? The movie where love the it. old man's puppeted, very creepy movie. The first time I uh, saw that movie, very impressed. Um, I had a fucking dream that my, I, I was talking to my grandfather and he seemed normal. And then I started to realize that he was like being puppeted and his jaw was being moved and stuff. And it scared the living no. shit out of me, man. I was like, yeah. grandpa, what the fuck? You're my first time. You're in my dream after you're dead. And this is what I see. And it like, suppose we see dead people in your dreams are supposed to be coming to say hello. So my grandpa's like, I know you're into horror, horror and stuff like that here, but I scare the shit out of you. That's a terrifying because I when you when you were explaining that there I was having the vision of there's a scene in that movie where the character uh, the ventriloquist Mary Shaw she uh, I think it's the the young girl is in the funeral home yeah uh, and yeah. she's dead on the on the table or whatever and she falls out of the coffin and yeah. there's like a lightning flash and her mouth is all like cracked open up. yeah yeah and it looks like a puppet. We started like that movie is pretty crazy. Um, I love to do some uh, cover on that because I think that film is super impressive. For the people who haven't seen it, uh, yeah. look it up. It's I think it's better than The Conjuring and shit like that. It scared the shit out of me when I first saw it. So let's get into the screaming tunnel. I feel like we've mentioned this way back in the beginning of the show, maybe, um, but it was something that I worth diving back into. So this tunnel. Underneath the Canadian National Railway, originally the Grand Trunk Railway, was never actually a tunnel meant for human passage. Rather, it was created as a drainage tunnel, which conveniently explains why there is always a stream running through it. It reminds me of like, kind of like it. You know what I mean? Like those, it does, it does remind me of uh, it. It is... That whole, like, you know, where they, they venture into the sewer system. So coincidentally, it did provide the farmers a convenient way to move themselves and their animals safely to the opposite, opposite side of the tracks. This is the most famous, at least from an urban legend point of view, hauntings in Niagara region of Ontario. There are many different versions of this legend surrounding this haunting. A girl running from a house on fire and on fire herself before finally collapsing in the tunnel to die. A girl raped and burned to death in the tunnel to destroy the evidence. And finally, a father burning his daughter to death after finding out he lost custody of her. Um, The most well-known sometimes as the most well-known story, sometimes incest is added to this tale to make it a little more dark and disturbing. The 
Father's like, you're taking my fucking sex doll away? <laughs> That's really bad. <laughs> I, I, I had seen some other, because there's a lot of different variations of that story. Um, I, I had seen another one. Uh, it's set in the early 1900s. Um, Schoolgirl was using uh, that area as like a shortcut and uh. was hit was hit by something and killed and the screams were said to be her dad who was running through the tunnel trying to save her screaming. That actually is intense. That'd be a good movie. Like, uh, yeah, there's another story about a couple, uh, apparently who lived on the other side of the tunnel who would like constantly had all these, like, I guess domestic abuse issues. And apparently the, the chick used to like run out into this tunnel at night and stuff and scream. And there was like this whole, story of like was she potentially screaming out of frustration was there something else going on or was she trying to like i guess get the attention of people in the town or whatever uh, until she was murdered um, yeah like it's, it's there's so it, many it stories it's an urban legend see, yeah. it's an urban yeah. legend i always have like, like layers to this shit um i when i was working in restaurants we used to go into the freezer and scream when we were frustrated at like a busy rush there's like two of us there's too many teams we would scream our fucking head off and then one time this guy james came out he's like what's going on and like and he freaked out and i was like we're just scre- i was like we're getting out a little frustration he's like i thought one of you got fucking stabbed by one of the kitchen knives he's like the the way you guys were screaming and i'm like well you gotta get your frustration out sometimes <laughs> better do it there than out in the yeah. middle of the restaurant i know uh so there are ruins of a structure possibly a farmhouse or a barn i would love to go here one time eventually niagara is mm. not too far i do have family in niagara um so I'm, i might attempt to go maybe even with my cousin that's there uh so up the trail on the forest side of the tunnel there does seem to be a sense of paranormal presence at both sides of the tunnel uh, and the house only the foundation of the structure is left, but it shows no obvious signs of ever having been burnt at any point. I would love to bring the ghost box here. It would be pretty cool to see if you can catch anything. Legends say if you light a match in the middle of the tunnel, I would do this 100%. Midnight preferably, mm-hmm. of course. A girl will appear and scream and blow, blowing out your candle. Ah! It's like just fucking... Reminds, it is, reminds you very much of a horror movie. Another legend says, if you make fun of the ghost or laugh at her, you will suffer a fatal car crash on your way home. What if you walk, though? What if I walk there? Um, yeah, then. Or do I get hit by a car? Yeah. While we never uh, had the match legend work, we certainly, supposedly these people that uh, wrote this out, have had uh, heard the girl screaming in the tunnel. As for the car accident, supposedly one of the team member of this paranormal um, group uh supposedly once at the end of the tunnel when other people were making fun and laughing did almost get in a severe car accident on the way home. They said, uh, it, they think it was uh, no such thing as a coincidence, which I don't, I don't think there is a coincidence either. So I would get along with this guy. Um, very fucked. Uh, who knows? I would love to do it. I'm not fucking, I'm not screwed. I would do it. I would, I would go light the match. Um, and I would make fun of the ghost. I'd be like, fucking yeah, no problem. You'd be like, I'm your daddy. It's like, yeah, yeah, and you know what? Like for, for a lot of people, they kind of see that as like, uh, you know, why would you mess with that stuff or whatever? But to me, that's like, if someone tells me that, that's like, yeah, I'm definitely going to try that. Right, well, that's like, I might want to, I was playing the Ouija board. My Jamaican aunt, she used to play it in Jamaica and it, she would eat, drink water and like that. She used to play it by herself and she got obsessed with it. Um, I did to an extent, uh, but she's like, you know, never play it by yourself. Uh, came back from Oshawa and I started playing it by myself. I would like, I would be drunk because I was a, a crazy, ridiculous teenager. I would get drunk and play the Ouija board. 
Ooh. Fucking so stupid. And that's when I started telling me it was like a reptilian and stuff. I was like, is this my own brain or is this actually fucking work? Because I did feel it all the time. I would pull my hands. Like I just felt like it was, it almost felt like um, a magnet being like pulling my hands. It was fucking weird, man. There's some Ouija boards are fucking weird. Yeah, yeah I heard I, there's actually somebody, uh, I wouldn't be close to this person. I just know of them from our town that apparently uh, took a shitload of shrooms and then done us. Oh, and fun. had this like really like wild like you know like eight ten hour trip of like basically going psychotic. <laughs> oh, I know. I want to get to that point. Kind of. I've like I've only done like sign. Just seen some shit. I've been getting mushrooms lately, and uh, I really want to. I want to get to that point where I'm like talking to aliens, like some fucking demonic creatures. Same. Not demonic creatures. I'm not Same. calling that out, but like I want to get to a point where I like, can be able to talk to like an entity or my higher self. Be like, "What's up, Thomas?" And like, let's talk to like who I am above all this bullshit. There's the possibility yeah, when, too. When I hear about all of them different people, you know, do like DMT and all these different these like wild trips. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm so jealous of that. I haven't had it yet because I've only gone up to like, I think three grams. I've never done above that um, where it's just like, uh, you know, yeah, I got really deep into it at one point. We'll get onto another episode, but like I want to get further along. Like a buddy Raz that was on the podcast way back in the day, he did DMT and I was like, did you see entities? And he's like, yeah, I saw some fucking beings and he's like, it was weird. So screams, apparitions of both a girl with blonde hair and a woman with dark hair, both dressed in white, cold spots, mysterious mists, orbs, phantom footsteps, animals being unwilling to enter the tunnel. That happens. A lot of weird, strange, uh, paranormal things. Uh, let's get into a little bit of a smaller one. The Prince of Wales Hotel. And this is on Niagara on the lake, another place. Niagara is, uh, has tons of hauntings. It is an older city. There's a lot of historic buildings there. There's a lot of hauntings there. So the elegant walls of the Victorian area, Prince of Wales Hotel in Niagara on the lake house, uh, one of the most tragic tales um, of places haunted in Ontario. This stately building uh, erected back in 1864 was named after the Duke and Duchess of York who stayed at the hotel earlier in its existence. While the hotel has enjoyed, um, obviously, uh, prosperity, tremendous prosperity over the years, even becoming one of the best hotels in Niagara-on-the-Lake, uh, which I've never even heard of this thing. So actually, the Prince of Wales, I think I've, I've never, I'm usually in town in Niagara. Niagara-on-the-Lake's more for hoity-toity rich people that like drinking wine. Um, <laughs> it is a history. It is veiled. It's supposed to be its history is veiled in tragedy before the hotel was ever built. The property held a small wooden house home to Molly McGue, uh, McGuire, I guess McGuire, like how, uh, I'm terrible. And the fans know this at pronouncing last names. It happens all the time. So I'm just cause I'm stoned and drunk. Usually home to Molly <laughs> McGuire during an American invasion into Niagara, an American soldier mistook a figure in the house for a British soldier. He charged in the house killing the person before realizing it was not a soldier but it was molly mcguire it's like you should probably look um you know i i i, I tried to dig into that a little bit more because i was like i mean i i guess yeah but it's like so like i don't understand you looked into the room and how how could this person look like a british soldier it's just like a shadow or it's just like or he just didn't give a fuck is my problem probably so yeah that's just killer and like rape or do something could have happened he's like you know i'm bored today i haven't got laid for over a month i've been fucking smelling stinky ass sweaty buttholes all day all the other soldiers and 
I've been spitting in assholes all day. <laughs> since the, the since then, the ghost of Molly has been known to mess with the pipes and the showers of the hotels. Some visitors say they hear voices whispering in the rooms with no uh, no one there or footsteps running the hallways. Sound like creaking on the floor. So a lot of weird, strange hauntings. Um, this is the biggest case uh, that we have on the docket. Uh, so let's get in to uh, the Queen Street Mental Health uh, Center. So let's talk about the history. So this asylum was first uh, to be built in the province of Ontario, and it came from the ideals that the state needed to take a large part in uh, care and housing the mentally ill. Previously to the great asylums, the mentally ill were taken care of at the home or thrown of uh, thrown into the poorhouse or prison in both British North America, Canada, because at the time we were still owned by the Queen, which we still are. For everyone that doesn't know, when you get arrested, you go in front of the crown and the judge, and the crown is the Church of England. So Canada is still very much owned by the reptilian biatch. <laughs> and look, I, I think anybody from uh, from my country in Ireland can attest to being dominated by them. We spent 800 years getting the shit beaten out of us by the Queen, so... <laughs> Yeah, it's true. I think she's a reptilian. Um, Constructed on this institution was uh, the construction on this institution, I would think, uh, construction of this institution, I would say, not on, uh, began in 1846 on a 50-acre site. Impossible to imagine in the heavily built-up area on Queen Street West today. Yes, it's like right downtown in Toronto. This is pretty... uh, Pretty crazy. Like, this is, like, right in the heart of the city. The original building began to accept patients on January 26, 1850, despite parts of it still being under construction. And I'm pretty sure Queen Street is, like, the gay district now. It's where all the say, all the homos hang out. But I can say that Anton's gay. Well, he's queer, but um, he's not full-on gay. He still, uh, he still dates women and stuff like that. So love you, bro. But yeah, like we can say whatever we want. All, I've always joked that all we need is an Asian and um, a mentally handicapped person. And I was like, then we can say whatever we want. Because we've had Alex on. He's black. Billy's Mexican, even though he's the whitest Mexican I've ever seen in my fucking life. He's like full-blown blonde hair, fucking whitest, skinny-looking twink dude you've ever seen. And I don't know how he's Mexican, but for some reason he is. So you get a free pass. Yeah, um, kind of, so to speak. <laughs> it's just like, well. I don't know why, but um, for me, anytime I see uh, certain keywords with mental hospitals, even 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 to say a mental hospital for me, I'm always like, oh, it's like creepy and eerie and weird. Um, and like this place, I think went through several name changes as well. Uh, yeah. so, some classic ones: Asylum for the Insane, which <laughs> already name. just sounds yeah, absolutely like <laughs> fucking uh, Toronto Lunatic Asylum. I think Lunatic Asylum is another one that kind of creeps me out. Yeah. Um, and there was nine 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 Queen Street West. That's and six 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 is nine 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 upside down. Right, I don't so. know if this is a made-up thing, but apparently when they constructed the building uh, at first, it was built with a series of rigid lines and sharp angles, consistent with the belief at the time that orderly physical structure would facilitate orderly mental states for the patients. So what they they set up almost like a rat maze. It seems essentially, like. yeah, thinking that it, they could like. Uh, I think maybe yeah, like force them into like routine patterns, and they would like. Huh learned behavior 
It sounds bad. When you think of a Saint song, you just think of like those dudes in the white gown, like, like fucking throwing poop and shit, and like just like full blown crazy. Where it's just like you know they're like the rats, uh, their best friend, almost like the Green Mile, and then the rat and- dies, and the big black man heals it. <laughs> I have like uh, really close ties in my family. Uh, someone who's uh, quite close to me, um, relation-wise, is uh, paranoid schizophrenic and spent years in a mental hospital here called Saint really? Simons. Um, and to be honest, in my opinion, anyway, like I, I, I don't know why my family thought it was a good idea to bring me to visit him when I was a kid, but. Uh, <laughs> Those places, like uh, in my belief, anyway, any place that I've been around that he was ever in just seems fucked. I don't see how if it somebody helps anybody. Is, yeah, it's because it's fucking. It, it is nearly exactly like what you see in a horror movie. Yeah, and I know, and I, I can. I've known dude that have been in halfway houses, like stuff like that. And the thing is, I also grew up with uh, a friend that was schizophrenic. He was a lot older than me. I actually met met him through, like the St. Leonard's thing, which is in Canada is a thing for like, oh, you got anger issues and you're a teenager, go here. It's like counseling shit. Mm. Um, so I met him through there, and he's the one that taught me how to play Ouija board or use the Ouija board in general. When I was fuck, he was like, I think he was like sixteen or seventeen. I was like fucking. Actually, he was probably 15 at the time, and I was like 12 or 13. And he was like, yeah, you just get a piece of paper. You write down the letters and the things. You take a shot glass, and he showed me how to use it. And uh, and I always and he used to walk by churches and hear screaming, and he thought that a, a ghost, actually talking about ghosts, he thought this this ghost in his house, he would wake up with and seeing this guy over him choking him and stuff like that. And I always believed, and I still believe to this day, that he was just seeing some shit that I couldn't see, honestly. It could very well be like, you know, tapped into some reality. They're born with the brain chemistry that's tapped into a different realm of reality. Who really knows? Uh, but that's just my belief uh, for any of our schizophrenic friends out there or fans. <laughs> <laughs> the belief was considered uh, modern Marvel at the time with indoor plumbing. Wow. And mechanical heating system in 1866 and, uh, and 1870. The two wings on uh, e- either side of the building were constructed, creating more rooms and for increasing patient population because more and more people are going crazy. And at the time, if uh, if your if your wife uh, went against the grain and uh, <laughs> said something to you, uh, you could just claim her to be crazy. This, you know, she'd be on her period. She's like, this woman is acting absolutely crazy. And then it's just like, they come and fucking pick her up, put her in a straight jacket. That did happen a lot for people that don't realize. And like, that's fucking insane. <laughs> like, and I mean, that that's going to create mentally unstable people. Oh, hundred percent. So patients were expected to work at the asylum farm without any compensation as part of the treatment. It was supposed to be light labor, but as anyone who has worked on a farm, it was anything but farm work is extremely hard as well. Uh, as well, all the giant asylums, this one would become overcrowded, obviously overstaffed, uh, understaffed, not overstaffed, overcrowded, understaffed and underfunded. And the treatment of the patient's began to decline of course this happens at a lot of places by the 1920s the morals and the kindness and humane treatment uh turned into a pipe dreams you know and you see the, this happens in hauntings all the time where it's a uh, you know there's tons of these psalms like this in the states where they start they don't care anymore um about the the inmates and stuff like that or the outpatients and stuff and they just like let them 
where they like put, you know, them in the room. And a lot of times these people were just like autistic people, people with down syndrome and they didn't know how to deal with them. So they just stuck them in a room and there's that, uh, Geraldo Avera, I think that's his name that, and he did that documentary where he goes into the asylum and I think it's, I think it's Geraldo Avera in, in the seventies and it's fucking scary. And they use this creepy, like black and white looking camera. And that's on YouTube, I think. Yes, it is. And it's fucking scary, man. It is the freaking, yeah, one of the freakiest yesterday. videos, man. That, like, like that shit is like a real horror movie. Yes. I, I only looked at a bit of that yesterday and I was like, I have to turn this shit off. I was like, I know it's, it's like, there's like fucking crazy. three nurses working on one massive floor. Like they can't handle everything. And the mad, they're not probably getting paid that much. So why would they care? It's just a job to them and it's filthy. And yeah, if you guys look that up, it is, um, it's like, I think it's inside an insane asylum or something like that. I can't remember the name of it. Um, and, and even with this place, like, I mean, it's like a lot of these mental hospitals and, um, you know, uh, there was so many reports of like deaths and mistreatment and yes. uh, involuntary drug treatments, electroshock therapy, uh, prison-like conditions. And then crazier. I had seen this, the chief psychiatrist and clinical director of forensics, Samuel A. Malcolmson, was subject to a disciplinary hearing uh, following word that he had sexually he had been sexually abusing and fathered children with some of the young female patients and i think before it even really got anywhere uh during this like preliminary disciplinary thing he just resigned his position and was like yeah i'm out i'm good (laughs) and this probably this happened in residential schools uh with indigenous people in canada this happened a lot i think especially in asylums where doctors or uh maybe the guy that owned the asylum you know because they would obviously have children housed there that supposedly have mental illness and they would rape the kids and molest them and it's pretty horrible but that's what happened and you know we eventually you have to to shed light on uh the disturbing history of this world sometimes to make people realize how fucked up things really were and still are you know yeah have you have you ever heard the name jimmy savile oh yes we're gonna eventually dive into him Um, I, i would love to do something on him but there there's a classic example i mean he had penthouse rooms in fucking broadmoor prison and like um all these uh, kind of like what you're talking about, um, you know, these, I guess, halfway houses and stuff like that. Yeah. Like these foster like, homes, you know, uh, troubled young girls, boarding schools. And he had like his own room. Yeah. It's going to be a big topic. So if you, if you would like to jump on, we could even somehow maybe do a swap cast or you could put it on your show. We would do it mm-hmm. strange brew podcast style and you could throw it mm-hmm. on your show too. And, uh, feel free if you want this one, I could also send it over to you, whatever. Yeah, um, just le- yeah, just let me know. But yeah, that would be, I want to get into Jimmy Savile. I've said this in the beginning of the podcast, I want to get more of the David Ike aspect of it too, where like the deeper shit connected to the queen. It's like, Oh, the queen doesn't know. It's like, Oh, she definitely fucking does. She definitely knew oh. he was, a pedophile she probably was helping um and probably molesting those kids too i don't trust the royal family i think they're a bunch of lizard fucking pedophile creepers so but yeah it's it's fucked so that would be yeah and i want to uh my buddy's like oh i watched uh, like the first episode of the doc on netflix i'm like they're not going to really tell you the full-on details look at the jeffrey epstein shit they like just kind of sprinkle it a little bit but never really talk about how deep it actually does go 
It's yeah. fucked. So in the 1950s, with the creation of obviously uh, anti-psychotic drugs, uh, the asylum began to focus on uh, day programs with outpatients in effort to move its focus away from housing the mentally ill. The name of the institution was tr- changed to the Queen Street Mental Health Center at this time. By the 1970s, uh, demolition of the building was already like already begun. The large asylums uh, were beginning to be seen as uh, inadequate with the focus moving on to group homes and outpatient clinics, obviously. In 2009, the old asylum building was completely torn down despite advocates justifying bringing up concerns and saving historical buildings. There are no longer signs that it even existed. Obviously, it's downtown in uh, in Toronto, so... Uh, it you know it's it's like let's get rid of this thing. Didn't didn't they leave? Uh, wasn't there at one point like a sixteen foot wall built around that? Isn't some of that still there? Yes, there's old like that's what Toronto is interesting is there's like skyscrapers and all these new buildings, but then you walk around certain parts of Toronto, there's old churches, old buildings, historical buildings. It is weird. It's it, like Toronto's an interesting city because it's like massive infrastructure of you know skyscrapers and billionaires and and rich people, and then you have like old school fucking buildings and uh toronto's a fuck city it's it's a really toronto is a very interesting fucked up city in my opinion like i have cousins and i was like i don't know why my cousin still lives there i'm like why it's so expensive man i was like i don't know how you even like this city as a kid i was like i want to go to toronto and be a famous rapper and and as i got older i was like i want to move farther out into the woods like i'm fucking ted kaczynski <laughs> I, I don't blame you for that and you know what's crazy about this um yeah. It's uh, they refer to it as Cam H, um, yeah. and this I guess mental health or addiction facility is still operational. I think as of today, and they're still in the fucking news all the time. Yeah. Um, so they have this system there apparently where, like, based on I guess your security level that they decide when you go in there, um, you can like you get like these different passes, so you can get a pass to like you know, go out every morning or you can get a pass to go out during the day and all this shit, right? There's two two stories that I, I found just in very vague terms. Uh, there was a guy by the name of Thomas Brailsford who uh, was admitted there after beheading his mother. Holy fuck. He pulled the he, Edmund Kemper. Did he fuck her head? <laughs> he somehow got a pass and went outside and got in a, uh, in a taxi cab. And that was the second time that he had escaped that year. There's another dude uh, in like only in the last like maybe five, 10 years. Um, he had hacked someone up with a meat cleaver. That's the and he ended up do that. getting out of there and he boarded a flight. I actually think I want to say he was like, I'm not sure if he was Chinese or Korean. It's all the and same. <laughs> I was going to say that, but um, he, um, yeah, he hacked someone up with a meat cleaver and he had been admitted there to their program and this and that. And he managed to escape from the program, went to the airport, uh, boarded a flight with fake ID and flew out of the country. Jesus Christ. It's crazy as things like that happen. And uh, I love that uh, fucking Dave Chappelle joke where he's like, you know, uh, he's like, you motherfuckers all look the same. It's like, I am Korean. Do I look Chinese to you? And he's like, yeah, motherfucker, you do. <laughs> it's like, and he's like, according to us, uh, all black people, according to cops, all black people look the same. 
I love Dave Chappelle. I mean, look, <laughs> he's not wrong. <laughs> um, I, another thing as well, actually, on on the topic of people like escaping out of those programs so and like crazy. just them having like crazy fuck ups. Apparently, there was a report done a good few years ago, and that facility itself had more people that had like escaped out of the program and reoffended and done crazy shit than all the other mental health and facilities and hospitals in um in toronto combined yeah it's so cra- it is kind of crazy like it just it, the people that escape and, and get out and like you know obviously they have some sort of intelligence to be able to figure out how especially some of them you know they don't want to be inside this like sh- shit filled fucking poo-poo throwing place where everyone's like mad and crazy especially if maybe if you even aren't crazy and you just got locked up for the stupidest mm-hmm. thing so like something like you were labeled as crazy you started talking about the lizard people that were fucking abducting you and and uh about a maybe a 45 minute drive from here there's a city called waterford and have they waterford have too. they so the the saint sentence place i referred to earlier um i'll actually uh, i'll i'll send you some images and i might actually post this on my my instagram as well just so people can see it it's like this really fucking scary looking like this this huge bell tower and stuff um and it's a mental hospital like so it's really creepy looking um so they close this place down and then they move all the people that are suffering with issues to waterford which is about about 45 minutes to an hour away from here yeah and now it's not like a it wasn't a a building that was made specifically for this it's actually in the basement of an existing hospital right (laughs) yeah so you have to go underground to get to this place sounds like like and american horror stories yeah no and it is right because this this shithole has been in the news so many times apparently the conditions i actually know somebody who attempted to commit suicide and they were caught by the police and in situations like that the police will just bring them there to a psych ward so yeah. yeah so they can be assessed or whatever and somebody had to go down and get him out and they said it was absolutely horrific like there's stories of like people like young people just like they basically bring you in do your paperwork or whatever and then fill you full of drugs and you can just like piss and shit yourself and like vomit all over the place and just and they just kind of leave there because there's like two nurses and it's this big massive underground building and they just kind of just I think that people don't realize how fucked up the healthcare system is. I really do think that uh, people don't realize how fucked up it is and how uh, some nurses couldn't give a fucking shit. And my mom and uh, my mom and my grandma were both nurses. I don't fucking trust doctors. Uh, and nurses, politicians, uh, lawyers, don't trust anybody. <laughs> so let's get to the paranormal activity. There's obviously um, a lot of stigmatism attached to this asylum and a lot of asylums to begin with, like you've just mentioned. Uh, parents literally threatened to send their children to 999 Queen Street if they didn't behave. This became such an issue that in his final years, the asylum's address was changed to um, 101 Queen Street. <laughs> Like we had to change this name. I guess I need a nine 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 nine. Uh, the stigmatism carried on long after the asylum was torn down. The fact that the neighborhood 
uh, around the hospital has degraded and he's an, even, uh, you know, they blame the asylum uh, to such a degree that it's been very difficult even getting a history, even getting um, a history of this building in two of the last few years. The last thing anyone wants, uh, expecting those interests in the paranormal is a bunch of ghost stories related to lunatics that are used to be locked up in the Queen Street Rest. This makes the findings and reports of paranormal activity difficult to say the least because people don't want to discuss it because it's degraded um you know the downtown area and uh you know there's obviously there's ghosts of the former staff and patients supposed to be seen wandering the halls of the asylum phantom screams heard coming out of the building shadows and apparitions were seen looking out of the windows of unused portions of this building phantom footsteps doors windows opening and closing on their own objects moving on their own electrical issues cold and warm spots feeling uneasy and not obviously and when you're alone feeling them being watched which also do like um electric phenomenon objects moving so poltergeist mm-hmm. activity uh apparitions of nurses and doctors in dated uniforms apparitions of patients in hospital gowns wandering the area looking lost disembodied voices and conversations light anomalies electric disturbances time slips that's pretty interesting some reports of the former asylum appearing at night cold and warm uh spots feeling uneasy being watched and being wanted these are also rumors of old tunnel systems still under the site with few access points these tunnels are said to uh, possess large amounts of paranormal activity but they're very old with no electricity and partially partially they're collapsed uh, with the deepest tunnels filling up with water from lake ontario stories say the worst of the worst of the patients were kept down in here in these small dark rooms these rumors cannot be verified but the fact that some of them come from former staff uh makes this makes people wonder if this is actually true because it comes from staff members that are actually there needless to say any entrance would be exceedingly dangerous with the loss of life being a very real consequence to if you were to go down and uh, try to venture down there uh one thing i want to say is the time slip is really weird and the fact that people even after its demolition claim to see the building still like it just appears at night that's fucking imagine walking by you live in the maybe you live in the uh area you know, you're just walking your dog, and then you're like, look to your side. You're like, I wasn't there before. Like, it would, that's strange. And time slips is weird. That's and the full on apparition of a building is fucking. That's strange to me. That's really weird. Yeah, and I, I had seen reports of obviously, like I don't know, there's you know, people like to just bullshit as well for the sake of it. But uh, I had people talking about uh, is it? Did they call it re- record skips? Is it where? Yeah. You know, you like see an apparition or a ghost or whatever doing something that they had been doing. Yeah. And that's part of the residual hauntings, right? You have fucking, you know, Jan or Bobby just fucking still sweeping up the floors. And it's like, it's the imprint of his fucking him being there, which happens a lot. And asylums will definitely get back into because we, we could do a whole, we do a literally a whole episode about haunted asylums because there's so many of them. There's so like, many. I don't, I don't know what it is about it, man, but it's just like, creepy. As, yeah, as in, like I'm so interested in like mental hospitals and asylums and things like that, but I'm also like shit scared of it as well yeah, for some reason. Too. I don't really know why, but I always envision like like you were saying earlier about the footage from that documentary. It's just so fucking yeah. scary. And I like, think if I was born in the late 1800s, uh, I would be in a padded room right now. 
my buddies are up. My I've friends are like, you know, like uh, even Billy will say this shit. We're like, we're like you're going to be locked up in a fucking street jacket at some point. I'm like, yeah. Talk about the reptilians back then and the the shit that I speak about and conspiracies and the way that it's become normalized. But back then, you start talking about that stuff. Even sometimes ghosts and apparitions. Uh, there was a very superstitious religious element to it. Uh, but sometimes that would get you fucking put in the same asylum. Yeah, and and that's like, and I think that happened to way more people than I think is talked about. You know, yes. a lot of times with those oh, stories, man. it's oh, like, yeah. oh yeah, well, we just put the reason all this stuff happened is because we put all the fucking lunatics together, or you know, oh the reason a jail is like this is because we put all these bad people in there. And while that may be true to a degree, like there was even a medical director who had said at the time that he believed up to fifty percent of the cases admitted to this place would have been treatable from home. Uh, but they had a half-built facility and it was so close so a lot of the local officials you know had a meeting or whatever and agreed that it was just easier to drop any criminals misfits anyone they thought that was a bit like he's going to be a bit of a problem you know what you do fuck him there we don't have to deal with it what I was talking about here with the, with this place in Waterford like they're having so many issues with it now because it's kind of become the place for like they will just put anybody who uh, it, it seems to be more like, uh, so long as you don't kill yourself or do anything crazy, mm-hmm. we'll just leave you there. We'll just drug you up, throw you in a room, and it's all good. It's so fucked up that they do that to people. Um, I, you know, and now we're getting into stuff with assisted suicide. Um, a woman has been headlines in Ontario. It's Ontario. Uh, thanks to Trudeau and the way his government and his regime, and in my opinion, his styled Nazi regime is running this country. Uh, some woman uh, went and euthanized herself um, and was legally supposed to be allowed to do it because she couldn't afford her house anymore. And the living conditions in her house, uh, supposedly there's like, um, I can't remember the full story, asbestos or something like that. The, she had uh, issues with her lungs. Her house was degrading and there was, um, you know, a lot of bad air quality issues. So they uh, essentially allowed her to euthanize herself. Very fucked up. And this dancing this thin line, then you have in fucking Sweden the suicide pod they're making out of fucking three D printing. So strange, yeah, yeah. fucking weird. But um, I, hey, uh, I I think if you choose when to come here, if that's the idea, you can choose when to leave. Um, but you know, it's just I don't think I'm not condoning anyone killing themselves. But if you really hate this fucking planet that much, I guess it's your choice. Like really, like go into the next reality if that exists. Hopefully, I'm right. But yeah well i i think and especially in situations like that i think that if someone has gotten to that point look obviously i know people people it's circumstantial people get to that point for different reasons you know some people are fucked with drug addictions or some people have like severe mental illness and different things but i think when you know when some of these people are faced with like like i said somebody's trying to jump off of a bridge they get stopped by the police and then you get brought to this place which is basically uh, reinforcing everything you've already felt about yeah. your existence. Now you're trapped in a building that you can't get. You haven't actually technically done anything wrong no. when you tried to fucking kill yourself, and you've been stopped from doing that. And now you have this like life sentence, essentially. Yeah, you're like, I'd rather just be fucking dead. And the more you say that, and the more you try and escape and want to get out of there and act wild, the more they're like, oh, this is why you need to be in yeah, here. Yeah, and you drug you up and everything like that. The plant's a horrible place that so people don't fucking realize. Like, a lot of people go through, you know, mental health issues is a real fucking thing. Um, you know, back in the day, I used to be like, you know, people can overcome it and stuff like that, but, you know, with the way the world's going and how expensive everything is and the war that's coming or whatever, it's just, it's hard to be uh, 
uh, optimistic when it just seems mm-hmm. like the elites and everyone in power are literally trying to fuck everyday citizens in the ass every day. So it's just, we live in a very strange time. Let's get into our last story. Um, I'm running a little bit on a time limit because I got to go get a haircut. Um, at least it's one of my buddies, so I should be good. Funny snap. I actually am going to get a haircut in 30 minutes. Really? That's um, hilarious. Me too. I'll go get one. Before we, um, before we move on from that, that that documentary you were talking about earlier, I think, is called Children of Darkness. Yes, man. I think I, that's I think is the name of it. It's really and there's fun. also one, there's, there's another case that I would love to have either yourself or you guys or whatever way we want to yeah. do it. Um, there's a case, something similar, but it's like when you hear about it, it's absolutely fucked. It's the Florida School for Boys. Um, the, the, I think it's the Arthur Dozier School for Boys fucking scary man if you want we could have me you and juan do that because juan is from yeah. florida he probably went to yeah. the school of boys and well we'll do this <laughs> shit is fucking scary all right we'll definitely get to that i'm excited actually i'll talk to juan about that he'll probably be so yeah. down he's probably like yeah i went to the school uh, the school of boys i was molested by a priest <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's talk about the mckenzie house get off the asylums the asylums are creeping me out uh the former home of the toronto's first mayor william uh lyon mckenzie is a must visit for ghost hunters in ontario the former rebel leader moved to the residence in 1859 but he did not have long to enjoy it this historical figure passed away just two years later leaving behind a wife and 14 14 children holy fuck man this guy got fucking down dude Mm-mm. busy Holy shit. 14 fucking kids. You'd have to be rich to be able to deal with that shit. Unless you're like East Indian and shit, like where you just like stack them on top of the house. Bobby, you're living with fucker. I got to buy a new buddy named uh, Swamp Nail. So it's like Swamp Nail, you're living with fucking grandma right now. You have to sleep on top of her because that's the only fucking room we have. <laughs> His fucking wife must have been a husk. Oh, man. Like so many kids. Yeah, I know. Fucking, she's got a gape, fucking wide gaped open hole. You shove your whole fucking head in there. Just give, <laughs> go sp- <laughs> spelunking or whatever. You put on that uh, miner's hat and you just like, go see what's on the inside. <laughs> So bad. <laughs> the property remained quiet until the nineteen, the early 1940s when renovations began to convert the stately mansion into a museum. It was then the reports of ghostly apparitions with the appearance of a long-haired woman began to come out. There are no gentle specters. In fact, there's even reports of the ghost of the Mackenzie House slapping the caretaker in the fucking face. Like, you ain't cleaning properly! <laughs> what do they call that? So, like, I, I had seen all these different terms for... Uh, I see. I had seen uh, record skips or whatever it is come yeah. up a lot about you know watching somebody do something they done when they were alive. Um, is there a term for? And, and I had seen it. And I can't remember the one that I had seen, but you know when you're when you, they can actually interact with you and like hit you or hurt you physically. Is there a, is there a name for that? I feel like that's technically a poltergeist. It's poltergeist that the ability to move objects. They're like, we're seeing a ghost is like just one thing, but if they can move objects, physically hurt you, cause electrical disturbances, I'm pretty sure that's like more of a poltergeist. I feel like there is maybe a word, a uh, more descriptive word for it, but mm-hmm. I've never dealt with that. I've talked to, um, I had a, when I was a kid, I went to like a psychiatrist. I was 
going in at jail. So fuck it. I don't, I don't give a shit about talking about this. I was a teen. I didn't want to go. It was just like, my mom was like, you got to go see someone. You've been through a lot of fucking mm-hmm. traumatic events type of shit. And this guy, he, uh, he was really cool. He's dead now. He died of cancer, but he, um, he was, he would like, I would show him hip hop albums, like a moral technique. And he fucking bought the album and then listened to it and was like, Oh yeah, I get what you're talking about. And it's very about the government and what's going on. He was very cool like that where he told me stories about how he used to use the Ouija board in his apartment in Toronto. And they started like, and they, you supposedly used a Ouija board that was super like one of these, uh, electric ones almost that was super thick and the thing moved all by itself and supposed to be he had doors shutting and closing and cupboards closing and i've never had experience like that or even talked to anybody that has had experience with that other than him fucking crazy so uh but this ghostly woman is the only one haunting in this house there are many reports of a bald man in a frock coat having reported over the decades uh many believe this is william mckenzie himself walking the halls of the house of which he died another specter figure of a dark uh figure Towers above sleeping guests at the hotel. Creepy. Guests can often hear footsteps creaking through the halls or piano music playing at various times of the day. Just your average haunting, creepy shit. I'd, I'd actually love to stay there. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, some of these places, I'm going to see if I can, you know, even if it's down the road and we're really pumping up Patreon content and getting some videos out there, I do want to attempt to like visit some of these places or do ghost haunting, like walks, even ghost walks. I have some in Hamilton, which is a city very close to Toronto. Um, it's not far from me either. There's a lot of stuff that's pretty thick in uh because yeah, there's so many there's so many places like you know, I know sometimes people think like, oh, you know, all that stuff is oversaturated. But when you actually go looking, like, yeah, you you know, we've all heard of the maybe the top, you know, ten or twenty cases that have been on like ghost adventures yeah. and all that shit. But outside of that, like there is literally everywhere. Ten- thousands of cases that are like yeah way more interesting as well there's this place called stony creek it is about um probably 45 minutes where i'm at and uh there's a haunting place there there's two places so around the same area there is uh, a war hospital where soldiers used to go to get their wounds bandaged up during this more or less civil war in canada but that wasn't really much we were just helping fighting and stuff like that but around that time error and uh you're supposed to be there's a ghost hauntings there and then there's a house not far down the street i've never went but i knew uh friends that went there and when they were kids too like younger and their parents took them there and so the one was too scared to go inside i think that was this uh kid connor and there's connor and cameron and cameron went inside with the mom listen to the ghost stories you can't go up upstairs in this house supposedly uh, this little girl was sick and the grandma took care of her and she had like typhoid or some fucked up disease back then or, you know, who knows? The mm-hmm. one where you poop yourself a lot. Uh, what's that one? The cholera? Um, so who knows? Some one of those fucked up diseases <laughs> that we've uh, got rid of by washing <laughs> our hands. And so supposedly, supposedly the dad and the younger son were sitting on top of the hill and as the ghost story is being told in the window, it, like it was like a window, but it like split in the center. And supposedly mm-hmm. they saw a full on apparition of an old lady walk by and then convert into like a little girl. I was like, man. And they told me I was like a teenager, probably 11, probably when I was 12, 13. I was like, oh man, I want to go. I want to see this fucking thing. And they're sitting yeah, and, so and, and I'm, I'm, uh, when I say that stuff, I think sometimes people, cause, and, and it happens on, on my show as well. Uh, you know, people think that I'm being like, you know, this stuff doesn't scare me or creep me out. 
Oh no, I'm I, I like I'm shit scared of yeah. all this stuff, but I still want to go and like. It gives me some sort of adrenaline rush. It is some, f- and I love that feel. That's why I got messing around with Ouija boards and my friends just talk about this when we were teenagers. That like it is being scared, but um, you're able to manage it. Where it's just like you're not gonna die, um, but you mm-hmm. get that fight or flight adrenaline pumping through your veins and. Uh, I really do enjoy being scared. Uh, it's been a long time since I've been really scared of even a movie or anything like that. But yeah, I love well, getting excited, getting into some of these cases. If I'm researching late at night, stuff like that, it, it tends to like, where I get feelings of it. Like, um, you know, I'd like to mess around with mushrooms with stuff like that. I don't know how well that would go. It'd probably be a bad idea, but to, like fucking go to a haunted places on mushrooms or like play the Ouija board on mushrooms. I would probably start mm-hmm. tripping myself out really bad. Like, you know, I start to see entities and stuff like that, but who knows? Maybe I'll do it and record myself and then I'll fucking start like floating and shit and being possessed. <laughs> that needs to be like a, a $50 Patreon. Tier. I know. I, well, we've joked about, uh, uh, all these fans want Billy to do mushrooms. Cause Billy had, uh, did mushrooms once his brother and him split it. And then his brother had just a little bit of tea. His brother came back and was like, where's the rest of my mushrooms? But it's like, what do you mean the rest? But it's like, I fucking ate it all. And he's like, what? He's like, you ate like fucking four and a half, five grams. And he's like, no, I didn't. He's like, yeah, you did. And he had a really, really, really bad trip. And he's only done it once. I'm like, bro, you got to do it. Like, and there's fans wanting us to do a live show on mushrooms. I'm like, come on, a gram and a half, oh, a gram. It would, it would be hilarious because you're just getting the stupidest, craziest conversation. And actually, Billy had not really trying them. And I've been doing them more often. I'm like, you have to fucking do it. You got to like jump on. We got to fucking do this shit. Um, I really enjoyed this. Uh, I definitely want to work together more going forward. Uh, you'll hear Aaron on more. I think we're going to do a lot of more swap cast between our shows. Um, I think it's a great idea. I definitely want to have you on some for the Patreon episodes, like the unreal reviews. So you guys know where to find that. We're just building up the Patreon content a lot right now. We're trying to put out stuff, you know, like trying to put at least two or three different style things. We have strange dreams, uh, us playing horror games, me smashing my mic in my face, stuff like that. Uh, being super scared of games. Evil Dead came out to fucking day, so I'm going to be streaming that on Twitch. I'm really fucking excited. I can't wait to play that game. Uh, so I'll be streaming that on Twitch at Strange Brew TTV, but you know, patreon.com slash Strange Brew Podcast, www.strangebrewpodcast.com. Uh, shout out all your stuff, homeboy. Um, I'm probably most active. Like, I'm on all social media uh, under First Class yeah. Horror, but Instagram is probably where yes. I'm most active. Um yeah, so if you want to interact with me, I would probably go through Instagram. Um, other than that, I have a YouTube channel, which I haven't really been... I've kind of been neglecting the last while because I'm trying to work on behind the scenes, sorting out video content and stuff for Patreon. I'm going to make a big push on that for the rest of this year. Okay. Um, and yeah, podcast, uh, Class Horrorcast, anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, it's a weekly show. Uh, where I interview anybody and everybody that has an interest in horror, anything strange, creepy, yes, uh, directors, writers, uh, critics, fans, anybody basically I can get in touch with. Um, yeah, and anyone who who likes that stuff, I, I'm going. I'm trying to do more of. Um, branch out a bit more yeah like you know like we talked about before i i enjoy true crime i enjoy paranormal i enjoy all that kind of stuff so i do kind of want to branch out and start doing more stuff yeah check out his show because me and anton plans to come back on we said anytime yeah. he needs us on and need to talk about specific topics especially ones that we're more versed at doing the show that we do that we'll be working together a lot me and um shout out probably the time this gets released um uh you know at least subscribe and you'll see the episode come out on uh, first class horror but me and anton came 
came on and we got into a lot of stuff. We talked about literally everything from conspiracies to cryptids to paranormal. It was a good time and a lot of information. Got to know us a little better and it was good. And I'm excited to do some, we're excited going forward to work with some different people. And I think I don't like to branch out too much because I like consistency of people being on the podcast, but I want to introduce everyone to Aaron because I want to have you more often because you can fill spots. If Juan's busy, if Billy's not around, if anti- it's, it makes sense. You are very interested by this stuff. Um, I do think that this is the starting and blossoming of a friendship. So, um, that's, 100%. And, yeah. and if you do decide to bring back, uh, to bring back this this part of your show again before one is ready to go again. Yeah, uh, I'm more than happy to do. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll show that, and uh, you know, we'll see, we'll maybe next time we'll talk about something even more fucked up. Well, one's on pause with this kid. Um, mm-hmm. We're gonna call it something like first class, and then uh, you know, instead of strange ones, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna think of a funny kind of clever. I was name. trying to think of something before before strange today. Strange class, and I was like, nah, it's cool. like strange ones i was like that that's perfect and i was I like know. i can't i can't up that one and strange one it just it is i just joke we were joking about what we should call it and i was like straight i was like one strange one strange ones strange ones and i was like this works perfectly before before we go actually <laughs> uh anyone who's listening to this who's uh, from from Ireland will already probably notice, but uh, for anybody else, when you're saying strange ones there, yeah. So obviously you mean like it's like somebody's name, but Juan. over here, Juan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But over here, that yeah. that's the way you're pronouncing that uh, would mean a chick. So like somebody, really? uh, yeah, like you know, um, let me see. Uh, did you ever see that one from down the road? That's hilarious, really. Yeah, and it's it's W. A N one, and that's like a chick, like a, a yeah, slut, like, or like a yeah, kind of like, like, like how I said, there's a bitch down the street. Yeah, kind of like it, it would be like um. Oh, did you see the tits on that one? That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah that's a Mexican name or Puerto Rican name. Juan Juan Halavara. I can't remember pronounce his last name. I'll probably be mad because it's <laughs> it, that, that's spelled with a, a J, right? Yeah, J U A N. Um, yeah. yeah, so we're definitely going to have you back on. Yeah, we'll talk about maybe while Juan is away, we'll have you jump back on. Maybe we we'll, won't release it every other week. Maybe we'll do it like kind of uh, a once a month thing till Juan's back. Because yeah. it might be a little over a month. I want to give him his time to be able to get used to. Uh, he has a newborn kid. He's going to be up late a lot of times. It's going to be a lot of uh, hectic things and him trying to keep his show going and everything like that too. So, yeah, like we appreciate all the fans. We love you guys. And uh, stay strange, fuckers. Peace.